Welcome to the All Hallow School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, to parents and to pupils to find out more about life at the school. Now in this episode we're talking to Michelle Fennell, reception teacher and early years lead. This conversation is all about early years at All Hallows, how everything works, the curriculum and plans for the future. But we'll also get to hear about Michelle's experience, her journey to becoming a teacher, what she brings to the role of early years lead, and we'll get a tour of Michelle's classroom. So come with me now as we speak to early years lead, Michelle Fennell. Michelle, welcome to this episode of the podcast and thank you for being here. How are you today? I'm very well, Simon. Thank you. Sitting in Mr. Kirby's office currently, my children actually are still at school. They're just about to go home. So we've had another busy day in early years in reception class, having lots of fun. And uh, we've been traveling the world today as well using our magic taxi, which is in our role play corner. (laughs) Always a great time in reception. Now, I can't let that slide without asking what the magic taxi is all about. Tell us all what the magic taxi is. Well, at the moment, we can't really get anywhere. So we decided we would go, we would take our taxi to the world. So we've got a magic taxi that we've set up in our role play area. And we've got maps and globes and we've got postcards from around different places around the world. And basically, we've been choosing where we would like to go. And so we're hoping that with the aid of a green screen, we're actually going to find ourselves in that place and we can perhaps send a postcard from there. So it's oh, going to be wow. exciting stuff. Watch, yes, watch this space <laughs> and see where we travel to. <laughs> so we'll have to see exactly where you all travel to and, and where you end up. Michelle, I'd love to know a little bit more about your own education, where you grew up and what your background is before you went into the wonderful world of teaching. Well, I grew up, well, originally in, from Manchester and then I moved to uh, northwest London when I was around seven years old, just going to junior school. So that's where my education was based. And that's where I also went Mm -hmm. to senior school and university as well. I came to teaching a bit later, actually, as a mature student. I I went off in the world and I worked in offices and I worked in the world of recruitment, in fact, but in the offices doing counts and helping to run the office as an office manager. And I really enjoyed that. But, you know, I really always wanted to be a teacher, but I just felt at the time when I left school, it wasn't the right time for me to do that. So Mm. I went back to university and I trained as a teacher and I've been teaching ever since. So the last 16 years, I've been teaching in primary schools in in London, uh, in private as well as state schools. I've taught also abroad. I taught in Thailand for seven years as well before I returned to England. And that's when I came back here to Somerset, which is a fabulous part of the world. Having lived in busy cities before, I still live in a city because I live in Wells, but it's much smaller than Bangkok or London. A great place to be. (laughs) No doubt about that. Wells is definitely a smaller place than both of those two. Tell me a little bit about Thailand. I'd love to know which school you were at out there and and what your experience was like out there. So I worked for Shrewsbury International School in Bangkok, their Riverside campus. It's a big school from three to 18. So it would have five classes per year group. So starting from age three to 18, um, and in fact, I think it's only got bigger and they have more classes now in their senior school, but it's a five-form entry school. We, do, we would do a British curriculum, so we would stick with the British curriculum mm-hmm. over there, but obviously, you know, there would also be elements of the Thai culture as well built into it, and they do do Thai mm-hmm. lessons and things like that. 
So it was a fantastic experience to be over there. In a way, sometimes you could feel like you were in England because you were teaching a similar thing to what you would teach in England and everything was done in English. However, obviously, with a tropical climate, being in the middle of Bangkok, right by the river, the Chow Phraya River, we had boats sailing past us all day. You know, here we might go into the forest, I guess, and we'll see maybe a deer or something there. You might get a monitor lizard or a, perhaps a snake or something that could, that could come out of the uh, the local area. Luckily, we didn't get too many too mm. often. And we obviously have people looking after the gardens and things to help us. But it was a great experience and a great place to be because of the culture in Thailand. It's very mm-hmm. different from here, even though a busy city and the the people were wonderful and really welcoming. And it gave us an opportunity to actually travel locally in mm. Thailand, as well as in Asia. And actually, Bangkok is halfway to lots of places. So I was really lucky. Mm. I've done a lot of traveling, going to Australia, New Zealand, uh, as well as obviously around Asia. Yeah, so it, it, it just afforded an amazing opportunity. And it was a fantastic school to work at and it was very well resourced and there were lots of opportunities for the children a bit like all hallows there's lots of extra opportunities for the children there so this all sounds fantastic i'd love to know how you find it's changed the person who you are and what benefits that brings to the role that you now do given the fact that that you've spent time not just abroad but abroad working in a different school my interest in early years really came out in Thailand because I've always worked in, in primary before that, so year one to year six, across the primary range for, for 10, 12 years. And then I became the year one lead in Thailand. And so I then worked closely with the early years lead and asked lots of questions about how, what, you know, what's the ch- children's learning journey like? How, how does that look? How can we help in year one to transition from the children coming up from early years? Because it can be in some schools quite different. Year one can be quite formal in compared to early years, which is a play-based curriculum. So we looked at those transitions and through that, that really gave me a great interest in early years and seeing that journey begin and finding out about it and wanting to be part of it. So it certainly mm. changed me in that way that it gave me a passion for early years that I guess maybe hadn't had the opportunity to think about before. And because there are it was a five form entry school it was quite a big school we had a wealth of experience so I always say teachers are a bit like magpies we go to other people's schools or we go to other people's classrooms and we Hmm. see all the great things that they do and we're like magpies we take those things and we use them ourselves so I think I developed Hmm. really well as a teacher over there and that you know the teacher I've become is a much better teacher because of all that experience and the people that were around there that I could learn from. And I guess in a situation like All Hallows, it must be perfect because I imagine that there are some teaching staff who've who've lived in, in Somerset for a good number of years. Maybe they were born and brought up in Somerset, went to school in Somerset themselves. And then there are other people like yourself who who were born in, di- in a different part of the country and then gone and lived overseas, worked in a different environment overseas worked outside of the, the the school sector as well and now you're in Somerset and working in a school environment it just means that you get that healthy mix of teaching staff within one school environment absolutely and we can all bring different things then we all have our like you say our own skills that we've learned from other places and from other roles perhaps we've been in and you know that makes a great mixing pot of experience here and yeah so we all learn from each other all the time So tell us what the early years classroom looks like. You know, imagine that I've never stepped into it before and you're trying to describe it to me. Maybe I'm a maybe I'm a parent with very young children and, you know, I've never been into a classroom like that before. What does it actually look like? What does it feel like? 
if you come in and the children are there, there's always a good, you know, vibrancy and excitement in the room. Um, we do have our calm moments, of course, but actually the children are having fun, they're engaged, they're enjoying. So it can be quite a noisy environment at times as well. Mm. It's a play-based mm. curriculum. So the children are given opportunities to explore their interests. So we try and set things up. We work with the children on what they would like to have out, what equipment nursery are actually have an adjoining classroom to us we share lots of the resources that we have together for the physical equipment Um, we do have our own outside areas as well We do link up quite a bit for Forest School every week. We have a big, long two-hour session together with nursery and reception children. And that's really good at building Mm. those bonds and those relationships together with the children. And and the littler children, you learn off of the bigger children as well, which is really fantastic. We do music together. We do things like the nativity together. So there's lots of times where they might join us for story time as well during the course of the week. We do have Mm -hmm. opportunities where they might come and join us on an afternoon But on the whole, we also keep to our rooms. So though we share the equipment, they might have, nursery might have it in their room and reception might have it in theirs a different week. And we mix things around. So sometimes we're together and sometimes we're not. But I find it's really lovely to build those relationships with the nursery children because the following year when they're reception children or they move to reception, the children they've been playing with are then the year one children. So when they go out onto the big playground with the rest of the children up to year four, They've actually got those relationships mm-hmm. built already. And the, you know, those, the, the old reception children, the current year ones, the big children, look after the reception children when it's their first time outside. So it's, yeah, mm-hmm. we work closely together in many ways, and, but we also have our separate entities as well. And with forest school, is that the kind of thing that happens in summertime only or is that all year round regardless of weather? No, regardless of weather, apart from winds, because obviously wind's a bit tricky to be out under trees. So apart from that, no matter how cold it is, no matter how wet it is generally, we are going to the forest or going on a, a welly walk. We're out and about. Brilliant. We, we do like the children mm. outside. And again, for our classrooms, we have outside areas. So those doors are open and it's up to the children. If they want mm. to go outside, they're absolutely welcome to go outside. Tell me a little bit about the curriculum then at All Hallows. In what ways is the early years curriculum so different? So we follow the early years statutory framework, but we provide children with the, those additional opportunities that perhaps might not they might not get in other schools. So things like forest mm. school, we've got a nine acre forest on site. So that's an amazing resource that we have. In nursery, actually, they go every day to forest school. So they always tend to have something mm. up sometime in the forest every day. For reception children, we spend a couple of hours there a week. We also introduce them to languages. So they'll have a term of French, a term of Spanish. We do projects with the specialist teachers that teach art and design, creative design, design technology, which is fantastic as well. Because when they're in year one, they will be going to those lessons with those teachers. So it's it's just an introduction, but it's a really lovely way to do it. And they they obviously can make something and take something home. We have PE, Mm. we have swimming, uh, we do gymnastics as well. So we we do have quite a full-on timetable, as though it is a play-based curriculum. And we do spend a lot of time with the children and their child-initiated play and their child-led play. We're a lot of time where, where we go and see specialist teachers as well. So they get a really broad range in their education which is fantastic and uh, mm. you know they they mm. they really 
can show different skills, I, I guess, in different with the different opportunities. So in forest school, that risk taking, you know, is quite important to be a bit of a risk taker. And you do need to be a risk taker, even in the classroom when you're doing your learning, we're doing our phonics or we're doing our maths. You have to take that risk. You might be wrong. It might go wrong. It might make a mistake. But actually, it's mm. a, that's all part of the learning process. So mistakes are are really important it's about the trying mm, and mm. about resilience which is really what we try and empower the children with here at all hallows so you mentioned about child-led play what does that mean yeah. then tell me a bit more about that so often we'll try and use what the children are interested in so at the moment we're we've been talking about vehicles and how we travel around so in our magic taxi how else might we travel so at the mm -hmm. moment for example we, we've got out the garage for the children they're playing with the cars they're doing some junk modeling they're making different vehicles as well they've grabbed puzzles out they're doing two of them do thomas the tank engine jigsaw puzzles they're working together as teams so they're building vehicles out of blocks and things so everything at the moment their mindset is all about traveling and where could they go so we try and facilitate that we have something called loose parts as well so loose parts just odd things like pine cones or buttons uh, feathers and again they they put them to good use so they make pictures using all these loose parts and their oh, focus wow. you know at the moment is is all on vehicles but of course things like that they they can be tailored to use anywhere so anything that's their interest you know if they were doing animals they might make a butterfly or sometimes they might mm. build a garden from them so they can mm. be as creative as they want and they they're certainly open-ended opportunities that they can have with things like that so yeah, it's all led through play. So we will do phonics and we will do some teaching of maths. We will come together on the carpet and do our shared story times and things like that. And we will go and play with the children sometimes as well. So sometimes we join in with their play because, again, to be able to play sometimes, that's quite a tricky concept of the negotiating um, and you can't always mm. get your own way. You have to take turns. Uh, and so we try and be good role models for that as well. And we have to do that by playing with the children. So some of our job is to play with the children and help them, you know, empower them to with their communication and language skills so that they can play in a positive way. What would you say has been your biggest development in early years so far this year? And I'd also love to know about your plans for the future as well. We were trying to build on, and this is kind of what we're heading for the future as well, is bringing the outside in and the inside out. So rather than it being outside inside, it kind of flows even better than it does currently. So perhaps we are looking at maybe having a book corner or something, not only in the classroom, but we could have one outside. So somewhere we can keep cushioned things that's going to be airtight keep them dry where's our books going to go uh, maybe some tarpaulin so we're looking at redesigning our outside space all the time or enhancing it and improving it so that it hmm. just flows the outside and the inside flow together so that's still definitely something we're working on it's a working progress and plans for the future well is just really to keep remaining on that outside area. I think that hmm. that's where our priority lies. We have some fantastic equipment already, but we can definitely build on that. Looking at just making the space a really friendly space outside. So for all weathers, of course, because we want it to have some shaded areas and sheltered areas, but we also want to have that the opportunity that they're outside and exploring as well. So if they want to go out in the rain on their coat, they can actually be in the rain and splash in the puddles if they want to out there. Um, so we will continue to, I think that's our really big focus at the moment, though we're trying to, we'll always enhance all of our provision. 
with great new resources. Yeah, we really want to get that outside area a fantastic space. It's a great space. We want to make it a fantastic space. So that's definitely our focus for the next year. Now, as a parent myself, I can remember when my children were much younger than they are now and when they first started at school. And I remember that feeling of being a parent, dropping children off at school. And my wife and I were, you know, a bit nervous about dropping them off. You know, will they be okay? Of course, the children that you deal with, children that you look after at school, they are very, very young. What assurances can you give to parents that actually their children are just fine after the parents drop them off and leave to go back home or go off to work? All children are different and they do settle at different times. Some will just go by and off they go walking on the first day and it's absolutely (laughs) amazing how different they are. And we're kind of used to dealing with all the different scenarios. Some do take a little longer to settle. And of course, if you see your child upset as a parent, you're going to feel, you know, a bit upset about that yourself. But... We're used to dealing with these situations. We do see them a lot at the beginning, of course, of the year when children arrive at a new setting. And we find distractions a very good technique that we use. We, we, We find out quite quickly what the children are interested in. So... If they're interested in dinosaurs, say, oh, look, we've set up the dinosaurs day. Come on in there. Let's have a look at those dinosaurs. And, you know, for parents, we maybe drop them a line. We work in partnership with parents. So we have those moments at the beginning Mm. and the end of the day where we can just have five minutes chats if we need to or just say great day today. You know, that's sometimes all it takes. But we're Mm. good at communicating with the parents all the time. We can email, you know, if if your child was really, if you thought they were really distressed or something, we we often will just give you a call or just email to say, just to let you know, five minutes later, they're absolutely fine. And and generally they are. They kind of wait for you to go Mm. and then they're absolutely fine. Something else will come along and off off they go and they start playing with it or playing with somebody Mm. else or just playing with us. And they're fine. So as parents, I guess, you know, just know that, well, ultimately, we want exactly what you want, which is the best for your child. We want them to be in a happy environment where they're having lots of fun and doing lots of fantastic learning. And so that's what we'll Mm. always try and facilitate, of course. But like I said, it is a partnership and it's always a working progress. We'll have wobbles along the way, all perfectly normal. But, you know, your children are the most important thing to us. And we're going to make sure that, you know, they have a fantastic start to their learning journey. That sounds really good to hear, Michelle. It really does. We need to bring this to a close in a minute. But if any parent has been listening to this and maybe they've got very young children and they've got a couple of questions about anything you've said, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? So you can email me on the school e- on my school email or, of course, if they are parents that are at school already in the morning, they can always come and just have a quick chat with me. Absolutely. And I'm here after school every day as well. So I'm around and about um, just the door to reception. We have a, we have a special door, which is locked. So you can't just come in the door. So you might have to give me a wave at the window, but come along, give me a wave at the window and I'll come out and have a chat with you. Perfect. And your email address, if you're happy to share that. Yeah, it's mfennell at allhallowsschool.co.uk. Awesome. Excellent. Well, uh, Michelle, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being here and explaining uh, this world of early years, opening it up to us, telling us all about forest school as well. It sounds fantastic. It's a shame I'm not a child myself to come along and join because it does sound fun. And the magic taxi sounds awesome too. But thank you so much for your time and thank you for being here. It's been my pleasure. Lovely to speak to you. Thank you. So that was Michelle Fennell, Early Years Lead and Reception Teacher at All Hallows. Thank you so much, Michelle, for opening up this world of early years teaching. 
Now, if you're listening to this and you'd like to know anything more about early years at the school, then you can contact Michelle directly by emailing mfennel at allhallowsschool.co.uk. So there's two S's in there, allhallowsschool.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.